You're listening to Church Unplugged, the podcast of Christ Community Chapel. In each episode, we look at questions and topics that are connected to our faith in Jesus and to the way that it plays out in our everyday lives. In this episode, we're talking about the tension between being generous and being good stewards. So when we have money, should we give as much of our money away as possible or should we save it and be good stewards and use it wisely? You can use scripture to make a pretty good argument for both things. And so how should we as Christians think about this dynamic? Welcome in to Church Unplugged. Uh, welcome into Church Unplugged. I'm Jimmy Cozy, part of the leadership team here at CCC. I've got the rest of our team, uh, Zach Wyrock, Joe Coffey, and Stacey DiNardo. And our topic today is how should Christians think about money, and specifically the dilemma that we might face as Christians as we begin to have more money, uh, the dilemma between saving that money. And there are a lot of verses in Scripture about being good stewards. We know it's wise to be a good steward of money, so you might hear, you know, save money, and, and that's an important thing to do. But then on the other side, there are a lot of verses where Jesus talks about being generous to the poor and giving all your money away. And so how should we as Christians approach money through that lens, the dilemma t- between should we emphasize saving, should we emphasize giving it away and being generous? What do we do if we have money that could fit into one of those two categories? I think a good starting point is to say that, I mean, you, you hit it really well, Jimmy, in the intro, that there's scripture on on both sides or scripture that reinforces both things. I, I think maybe this is one of those things where this is a tension to manage, not a problem to solve. So it's you not know? binary. You mean like yeah? I mean, I mean, like if a guy said, um, "Should I be a good husband or a good father?" Right? Which should I choose? I'd say we well, are treating it like a problem to solve. Like you have to pick one or the other. You can't do both. Instead of saying that a good husband, uh, you should be a good husband, but not to the point where you're a bad father, and you should be a good father, but right. not to the point where you're a bad husband. That this is probably one of those where there's a tension here between wisdom stewardship and generosity, and that if you try to solve it and go all the way one way or the other, you're kind of at odds with Scripture. So you have to learn to manage the tension. Yeah. Early on in my ministry, I remember uh, we had a a guy on staff of our little church, and he he decided that uh, he would uh, go all in with the giving, which is very unusual. A lot of times people do the other. Go all in. So he gave, he was giving all his money away, and then when his family had a crisis, we had other people had, had, to, had to help him. He obligated other people to his mismanagement of money in some ways, which uh, which was weird to watch, you know, because you think that that wouldn't happen, but it does. I think what, what Zach says is is true. There is a tension. Now, my question is, how, how, do we, how do we handle that tension, and does the Bible give instructions or guidelines uh, for that tension? I was going to mention that I think saving and generosity definitely do two different things inside of me. I think the more I get on a track and a mindset of wanting to save money, save money, I honestly probably become more stingy, whereas unleashing generosity in parts of me allows me to be, I don't know, it creates within me just a desire to be more and more generous. And the... um, I don't know, receiving back from other people, like when I'm more generous with others, I feel like there also is a much greater joy in that. Um, so. Yeah, that's a good, that, that is a, a good thing to keep in mind too, because part of the thing with me uh, saving, like uh, I feel like at, at a certain point in my life, and now that at least one part of that is over, I felt like I was saving not just for uh, me and for Karen, I was also saving for my parents who didn't yeah. save very well. 
and then for my kids if there's going to be an inheritance. But I also know that that uh, when I'm saving money, in many ways, I am uh, I'm building a cushion around myself right, right. so that I feel like I have the future under control. That's what I think I'm yeah, referring to with the saving. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah, sometimes I feel like, and that I can only speak for myself, but uh, while I might say, well, you know, we're just being good stewards, it, there there is at least an element of it that's a security Comfort, thing yeah. where right. I know that if we have X amount of money in the bank that even if I leave here today in my car, the wheel falls off, you know, I'm going to be able to afford to fix it. I, I can solve my own problems by having by having money saved. That's, that, that is stewardship, but I, I don't right. know if it's stewardship because I'm saying, wow, I want to be a good steward because the Bible says to be stewardship, a good steward. I think it's more like I want to feel like I have control over my so life. So what's right? your motivation behind yeah, saving? Yeah, right. Too. It's less yeah. the act of saving or the even because even generosity can be a form of self-righteousness. Yeah, it can sure. be a form of manipulation. Sure. It can I mean Jesus will say be, be wary of those who give in public who you know are seemingly very generous but really are just out to yeah, so I think it's separating the act of saving or the act of generosity from the various motives. And that's the problem with a more legalistic approach where someone says, oh, you you have to save X or you have to give X. Is there kind of detaching it from the heart motives to say, well, one person saves that amount, but they do it for wrong reasons. Another person right. saves yeah. that amount. Yeah. They do it for right reasons. So maybe the first step towards how you're managing that tension would be to check your motivations, but I also think you could pull apart what the Bible says. I mean, the Bible will talk about giving in, in as a form of sacrifice, but it will also talk about a cheerful giver. So one of the things I've said before when I'm teaching on giving is you, it, when you give, it should hurt, but you should still be able to smile about it, hmm. right? If you If you don't give to the point that it hurts, you're not really sacrificing, but if you give and you're not smiling about it, you're really missing the point. Of, of what the Bible is describing by by generosity. So I think there are some boundaries the Scriptures put in place. It's same thing with stewardship in terms yeah. of responsibility. The Bible says if, if, if a man can't feed his own family, right? Mm-hmm. He, he's derelict in his, in his responsibility. So I think maybe not just saying, well, the Bible tells me to save and the Bible tells me to be generous. We say, well, what does it say in particular about generosity and what does it say in particular about responsibility? But, and now, is there something to be said about starting with structure and then moving to the heart, like uh, mm. like where you teach somebody like your kids, uh, yeah. save 10%, give 10%, and you're just teaching them structure. Mm-hmm. So right, if they right. discipline, they get that inside of them, and then move to the heart and say, this is what it means. You know, do we? Yeah, I don't know if I would even drive a wedge. I would say that sometimes my heart says, I'm going to need to build some structure here. So that I'm not constantly changing based on the way I'm right. feeling, right? Right. Um, so there can be a macro strategy that is driven by my my heart. If someone said, "Hey, it, it seems like the Bible says 10 percent is a good starting point. I'm going to start there, even if even if that stretches me, because uh, it seems like there's some wisdom in that, and my heart yeah. is wanting what God wants, and and then I might reevaluate that system based on yeah. I mean, I think yeah, for sure structure is a great way to keep make sure your heart's involved, but to keep emotion or circumstances right. from... Because you from... might not always just feel like giving when it's a tight month. or So that's where I think that... Or know, like saving. Yeah. You may not always right. feel like like, yeah. like saving. It's one of the ways, that, like in my own marriage, this, what's, one of the things that's really helpful is Amy and I approach money very differently. And I've always seen, you know, 18 years of marriage, I've actually always seen that as a blessing because I thought if we saw it the same way, it would be really easy to justify... Hmm. 
the decisions we wanted to make, yeah. whether we wanted to overspend or oversave or overgive or whatever. It would be easy to, to exist in a vacuum or an echo chamber. But uh, I've enjoyed having a spouse that sees things differently because it, it helps me realize the flaws of kind of how I'm thinking about things. So it yeah, seems like, like wait, wait, yeah, now you are the spender and she's yeah. the saver. Or the giver. Right. Yeah, that's yeah, what's I think interesting. The spender, to me, giver. Yeah, she's it, the saver. Yeah, so you, yeah, it will fly out of your hands mm-hmm. and for good or for bad, right? Because <laughs> that's what you know when you talk about some of the things that you spend that you guys do. I, I take shots at that sometimes because I wouldn't spend my money because you're a saver. Yeah. yeah, but then when you decided to adopt Ella, yeah, you ended up saying uh, she came to you and said we don't have that, and yeah. you said that doesn't matter. That's yeah. not the question to ask. Yeah. The question to ask is, does God want us to do that? That I always thought uh, that that's a, a great a great way to be a spender, to be able to go, you know, I'm going to do whatever God wants yeah. me to do. And actually the value that There's a lot of stuff you spend money on that's just ridiculous. Okay, well, I, mean, I just wanted to build we, you up. Maybe we could turn this into the down. podcast. <laughs> you give me a hard time for going to see a movie twice. You Sex still don't spending like habits. I know. I, yeah. I was going to keep my head down. Look, to go back to what you are saying about structure, Joe, I mean, one of the ways Amy and I seeing money differently is helpful is in building our structure. Right, so I'll say I want to be generous, and Amy will, Amy will say well, we need to be wise, and I'll say, okay, well, could we build into the budget right. generosity? Right. So that way, when we stumble into something, you feel like we're just following the budget, right. and I feel like we're being spontaneous, yeah. right? Yeah. right? Oh, good. So, yeah, yeah. Right. I think there right. are ways that that you can build a plan yeah. that does manage this tension. I, I just feel like I guess what I would say is if someone said, I want to save, and I and I want to be generous, how do I do both? I would say you're probably never going to feel like you're getting it right, and that's how you're getting yeah. it right. Yeah. yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because I think if you if you feel like you're getting it right, you've just cheated one side or the yeah. other. Well, I think the average American does uh, neither. Yeah. Right? Does the average Christian do one of those better than the other? Or does... Uh, yeah, I think do the I most think solid so. Christians do both. I think. Well, I mean, I read a stat once that the average American only has seven percent of their income that's disposable. Meaning, I mean, seven percent of their income that they could be flexible with. Like they're overcommitted, they're overextended, they're in debt, right? So, so that even if you wanted to be super generous or super a great saver, you can only Good. do that with seven percent. That's not a lot, yeah. right? So, even if you said, "Okay, I'll give God three and a half, and I'll save three and a half," that's still not very much. I would guess that more Christians, it feels to me, like more Christians are better at saving than they are generosity. Yeah. And that's somewhat because our discipleship mechanisms have really valued savings, I, I think, and wisdom th- and putting yeah. things away. And I was just thinking the same thing, that I feel like culturally it could be where we live and some of that, but just it is pounded into me to save your retirement, for your for college, kids, for, your for kids all the things. Oh, yeah. To see that movie yeah. a second time. See that movie a second yeah. time. That's when you just go crazy. Yeah, you could have saved that Let's money. talk about Stacey's spending habits. I'm more comfortable <laughs> doing that. Right. Yeah. Now, Jimmy, uh, you you and Emily, uh, both huh? savers? Yeah, we are. I mean, she's more of a saver than I am. So That's uh, the third day this week Jimmy's worn that shirt. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I only have cutting down on lunch. So. <laughs> no, yeah, I have. I, I mean, we're both savers, I think. But Emma, I, I think what one of the things that I'm realizing is because of that, uh, I'm less of a saver than she is. So you know, I have to be the person who pulls the trigger on on something that that's more expensive. Although another interesting thing in our our dynamic is that she is she is way more prone to generosity than I am. Mm. So I'm more comfortable spending money, but she's more generous with. Anything and everything else. Okay, yeah. Here, here's the, that oh, that's makes me point. think of a question. Uh, 
then let's divide it into three things. Uh, saving, spending, giving. Yeah, okay. okay. So with... Because there's we, a difference with, between spending and giving. Yeah, with with Karen and myself, we are both good at saving and giving and not good at spending. Okay. Mm. Like, that's why the two movies, you know, yes. it's paying for the same movie. We're just okay. both Karen it's and I. ludicrous. Going, that's yeah, that, that's crazy. Yeah, that's nuts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't I know if that's, I don't think that's that. particularly healthy. I think it'd be good if I was balanced in all three. Yeah. But uh, so what are you, Zach? I feel like we do all three, but but what I would say is that goes back to what you said about structure. I feel like our structure is all three. I am a spender and a giver. Right. Amy's probably a saver and a giver, right? So, but structure, like like for example, I have in the budget every two weeks some money for Amy, and of course, all of our money is Amy's money. She can do what she wants, but because she's such a saver, I'm like, this is money for you to get clothes or stuff for the house, or and you have to spend it. Like you can't, right. you know, now I think she puts it in an envelope in her nightstand yeah. and, and saves it that way. <laughs> but, but like, I'm trying to push her to say, I don't want you feeling like you can't, you know, if, if your friends are going to dinner, you can't go yeah. or you, and it, it yeah. doesn't matter if I tell you, you can, you won't hear that. So I'm, we're going to set aside some money and you're going to have that. And you're not going to feel guilty when you spend it yeah. because that structure driving her to be a spender right. in the way. So I would say our structure is all three, but I am more naturally uh, a saver, I mean, a spender and a giver. Me? Uh, I am, I mean, I clearly do all three because I have gone to see movies more than once. But I And you had a horse. (laughs) Yeah, okay, great, come on. Um, But I am more in our marriage for sure. You had a horse. (laughs) Jimmy had chickens that actually lay eggs and do something. That's the difference. The horse had a purpose. It's for my child's growth and development, all sorts of things. Um, I am more wired to be more of the saver, I would say, in our marriage for sure, whereas Jean is more of the spender. So probably I'm more the saver and also thinking more about giving – Gene spending. See, when you giving. say that, I just Gene hear that. Gene, I just hear that Gene is fun. Gene is fun. You know, and that's I all I not. hear as a fellow spender. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm. I, I mean, I'm probably a saver and a spender. I'm not a great giver. Um, yeah. That Emily is. Why do you think that is? Why do you Why do you think that is? That of the three, that's the one you're. Yeah, I don't know. I think uh, probably I feel like. Uh, entitled because I, I feel like I've earned it, but yeah. uh, and maybe you're good with money. Maybe everybody else should be good with money. And yeah, could, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I think it's probably a, a sin pattern that I don't know if I want to dig into on a podcast. But, <laughs> Let's go back uh, to Stacey's horse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I think uh, Emily is a saver and a giver. So, um, sh- yeah, and I think that it's it's interesting for us because of that. Because I'm willing to spend money on big purchases, but when she is interested in giving something away, I'm like, no, we. That's ours. Why would we give it away? And then vice versa. When I'm like, "Hey, we need to buy something big," she's saying, "Oh, we don't. We can do no, without. We can, that. Do, we can without do without it. a refrigerator. We'll be fine." Well, yeah, that, that brings that brings me another thing. That um, <clears throat> there are two ways to be generous, right? It's with, to me, uh, I am much better at being structured structured generosity, right? yeah. as opposed to unstructured generosity. That's a good point. I, I am too, actually. Like, I, I have no problem, like, tithing right. and anything like right. that doesn't bother me. But it, when it's like, hey, my friend needs $1,000 to do X, Y, Z, and I'm like, well, I asked you one time. <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> I feel movie like, tickets. It's funny for yeah. me because- now, which are you? Okay, you so both? we do structured giving, but I don't find a lot of joy in that. Right. So I do it because 
but I like, you know, I like going to dinner and picking up the check. And Amy's looking at me halfway through the meal like, don't do it. Don't. Yeah. Don't do you this, right? Yeah. I mean, I like, to me, spontaneous generosity is just a great way of showing affection. But but some of that's probably because I'm not great at I'm not great about talking about my feelings. So picking up the check is like my way of saying, hey, I love you that. guys, right. because I'm incapable of saying, I love you guys. <laughs> yeah, but that, that's a, to me, that's a pure generosity. Yeah, I always feel fun. like a, yeah. there's a spirit of generosity. Like I feel like I have a, a very structured generosity, which, which I enjoy. It's my personality, but I wish I was more the other, the other two. Gene's actually better at spontaneous. When, spontaneous. Yeah, if he sees a need or hears about something that we could, that's and oh, that's been, where he finds joy. I feel I like there have that. been times where Gene is making something at your house oh. that he knows I like, and he'll swing by and drop it off yeah. on my front porch. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Love I, it. One, I mean, one thing that one way that helps me to think about this is to think about people I've seen do it well. So uh, I was at a funeral a few weeks or months back where I heard about a couple who. Uh, and I feel like this is something that I, I would aspire to to do, like for for Emily and I. But they they kept a separate bank account and they kept a certain amount of money in it, and that bank account existed exclusively for they learned that you know some person somewhere needs something. And so instead of it being uh, an argument in the moment of like, well, where are we going to find the money to do that? The question is just simply, do we have enough in the you know the special yeah, savings account? Cool. And if so. Let's let's oh, do it. I feel like that would make it easier for me yep. rather With than me too. kind of structure. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's I've You're taught that before on budgeting. And I think that by the way, that's a great place maybe to land here is that if you're listening to this, you're going, I really want to be more of a saver or I really want to be more of a giver. I mean, first of all, just feeling that is good. Rather than right. feeling guilty right. or ashamed, I think, yeah, you're you're stepping into the tension. It's right. not easy. It's not there's no black and white answer. But but I also think that the way you're gonna do that is plan. Whether that yep. is, because so, what they're saying is, we're going to plan to be spontaneous, right? right and right. that's probably because at least one of them is not comfortable with spontaneity. And they're saying, well, what if it didn't really feel spontaneous to you? Because we have a bank account where that money goes, but it allows the other person who wants to be spontaneous yeah. to. And the same thing for saving. Is he, so I really wish I was wiser with money. Well, you're going to have to create a plan that almost just diverts the money without you, and maybe that is opening a separate bank account that you don't have a debit card for, that you don't have, that you're just it's saying. It's not easy to get to. Yeah, yeah, that money just automatically transfers, and I don't see it, and it doesn't it doesn't go anywhere. Because I'm not a natural saver, but I, I got the statement the other day for one of my kids' college account and that we add to monthly, and we've been doing it for years, and I was blown away by what was in right. there. And, it, and it's like, I never would have saved this money except for... Once a month, they deduct the money from my account, and it goes and it goes yeah. there, and and that those kinds of sometimes Natural. I think we feel like if we don't want it, we can't do it. But I think you can will these things, and and, and that's good. You've been listening to Church Unplugged, the podcast of Christ Community Chapel. In each episode, we're going to look at topics and questions that are related to our faith in Jesus and to the way that it plays out in everyday life. We want your feedback. We want your suggestions. If you've got ideas or questions that you'd like to hear answered on the show, you can email us at churchunplugged at ccchapel.com. We would love to hear from you. Thanks for listening.